1: All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your locked team locked every locked day.
1: Locked on. Locked, locked. locked on. Locked on. Cowboys. Locked on. Cowboys. To the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get they can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Land of the Dallas Cowboys are down to 53 players on their active roster. They filled, I believe, every spot on the practice squad. But the story here is the Cowboys (laughs) waived undrafted free agent Isaiah Land, who was claimed by the Indianapolis Colts. Did the Cowboys make a mistake by not keeping Land on the 53-man
3: roster?
0: I mean, I I think it's easier for us to second-guess this, right? Like, you know, we we talk about it all the time, how it's pretty rare when, you know, Cowboys lose a guy or or teams in general lose guys, you know, going through waiver wires. Um, Having said that, you know, Isaiah Land had an incredible preseason. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: uh, the Cowboys, as much as people, you know, are quick to say – I when was the last time the Cowboys lost someone that they wanted to retain? I mean, the answer is last year. Like, you know, they 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 let Ridgeway go, and he got picked up with Washington, and and uh, you know he he played some decent snaps for him. I mean, I'm not suggesting that it was uh, that it didn't work out for the Cowboys, and that there weren't K, but, know, they weren't okay, but they lost it's, an NFL it's, contributor. I think yeah, they it's it's, to it's it's incremental. You know, it's it's stuff like this is incremental. So. You know, next season, if you are looking at Demarcus Lawrence potentially retiring, or you you got No. Foul or you you've suddenly the the numbers have changed at the defense of you know, the pass rusher position. Uh, you know, it would have been nice to kind of had Isaiah Land still on the roster and still be available to kind of develop. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's easy it's easy to second guess here. You know, it's easy to kind of look at the situation uh, and think that maybe they made a mistake we can talk about the Jordan Lewis pup situation again, if we need to, but yeah, you know, we we'll, don't have to, we don't, well, I, we don't... I will say this, let me just add this real quick. The fact, uh, since this happened after the pod last time, the fact that they were looking to trade Kelvin Joseph, like, like that was looking like they were looking to get rid of Kelvin Joseph. Yeah. Knowing that now, I, I mean, I guess it, it, it makes a little bit more sense to do what they did with Jordan Lewis and the pup situation, because if they didn't feel like they could trust him now, it's still a serious gamble. You still, uh, 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 all the things that we said about his injury and the veteran, you know, veteran coming off of that kind of injury still apply. But I think, you know, it, it's also easy to look at that situation the way we talked about it and then look over at Isaiah Land on, in a Colts uniform and say, you know, there was a solution here that could have kept Isaiah Land on this team. Am I allowed to have mixed
1: feelings and say that I have yeah, mixed feelings I, about this whole situation? That's, that's,
0: exact, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I, I, I hate that I lost Isaiah Land. I hate that they didn't use the Pup situation. I'm thrilled that Jordan Lewis is back. I'm thrilled that Jordan Lewis is on the team. Like I think that's that's where I'm at is that I feel a lot of different ways
1: about it. Yeah, I, I'll just add a couple things here for Isaiah Land. I'm happy for him Like as an undrafted free agent to yeah. make somebody's 53-man roster is really cool. I'm also bummed out for the Cowboys because it's clear they liked him a lot. That's why they gave him, was dollars 220,000 guaranteed as an undrafted free agent? That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And what I love to have him, you know, kind of down the pipeline, you know, ideally on a practice squad, so you could have him potentially replace a Doran Armstrong or Dante Fowler next year? Absolutely. At the same time, Dan Quinn and the Cowboys are pretty good about finding – defensive ends like yeah. if you need a fourth and fifth defensive end like they're going to find projects whether i mean they didn't keep ben Bagnew, right he didn't make the, the active roster but whether that's a tack mckinley who they had at points last year or dante fowler who they brought in last year as this kind of reclamation project yeah. like if they need to get somebody to fill out that last defensive end spot on the roster i'm i'm not concerned um but again i liked isaiah Lane. i thought he did a lot in the re- preseason to get me excited but at the same time, I don't think he was somebody that was going to contribute at all for you this year. And even oh, if you watched that no. last preseason game, like there's some nice rushes, but he's still a long ways away. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a, a long term play situation, right? Um, but if you're the Colts, yes.
1: perfect. You're not competing this year anyway. So my, you know, accumulate as many of these players as possible. So I get that at the same time as well. Oh, yeah. I totally get it for both of them. I
0: mean, I get it for the Colts why they didn't. I get it for Isaiah Land. I mean, obviously, uh, to be made an active roster after all that is incredible. So, and he yeah. earned it. You know, he had a great yeah. preseason. I'm
1: I'm happy for him. I wish the Cavs Absolutely. could have found a way to keep him on the practice squad. Yeah, he's too good for the practice squad. The NFL just told you he's too good to be on a practice squad right now. So, the best of luck to him. I want to talk about the Jabril Cox situation because this one. Listen, I am a Jabril Cox fan. I loved when the Cowboys drafted him in the fourth round. I was so bummed when he had that ACL injury. Mike McCarthy talked about how hard it was for you know that, those kind of players to come back. But what was so obvious, even though I don't necessarily agree or uh, like it, is that he was just behind Malik Jefferson on the, the depth chart, right? And even if you didn't make the 53-man roster, it was Jefferson who was going to be activated you know, as that last linebacker on the team rather than Jabril Cox. And I think Jabril Cox knew that. And that's why he decided not to stay with the Cowboys practice squad after clearing waivers. It's just his pathway to snaps in Dallas, well, they were pretty blocked despite it not looking like there's a lot of linebackers on this team.
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, I like Jefferson, but I, I have, I never understood that whole thing, honestly. I mean, I think it's it has something to do with the fact that Jefferson might be just a little bit – more of a thumper you know and that he could probably handle size hold up a a little bit more inside but as far as valuable like i understand that cox still you know hadn't quite gotten to where he needed to be yet but like you just don't find a ton of linebackers that can cover running backs out of the backfield the way he does so i was a little bit surprised by that I'm, i'm you know was surprised that he didn't get signed to the practice squad but then when he found we found out he went to another team i was like well, I guess he, he kind of saw the writing on the wall, too. Or he bit. knew. Like, so, it, it maybe
1: yeah. because we saw the report from Michael Galkin that the Cowboys wanted him back. But I'm guessing he knew, like, there's Van Esch, there's Damone Clark, there's Devin Harper, who all made the 53 – Marquise Bell is transitioning to be a linebacker. They already Taking used his number. <laughs> yeah, they already used Jaron Curse as a, a linebacker, yeah. and then you've got Malik Jefferson, who they clearly liked, who was playing ahead of Jabril Cox in the preseason. And he never just got ahead. The path, the snaps, just wasn't there for Jabril, and it it bums me out. Yeah, it does. It bums me out too, and I and, I, and I'm still a little.
0: You know, confused by the the love of Jefferson over Cox, and I like Jefferson. I think he's he's fine, but I, I don't just, get it either. But apparently I think there's some upside there that, Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, kind of hard to argue with Dan Quinn at this point, yeah. especially <laughs> when you're talking about when once you factor in all the safeties that play linebacker, like your eighth box defender,
3: seventh or well, eighth box defender. And
1: look, this isn't a case where cox was too undersized
0: for uh, no cox no. is too undersized for, for to play linebacker for I me mean, this is dan quinn we're talking about he's yeah. he's played with 200 pound linebackers yeah. as far as i know so yeah like I, I think this is just a situation where they wanted him they liked him but they clearly didn't like him as much as jefferson cox philly really, really truly recognized that and
1: Thought he had a better shot in another team. As somebody who used to be a former middle school social studies teacher, this is a we like you, but we don't like you like you situation for the Cowboys in Jabril Cox. So that's why they decided to move out. All right, let's talk about whom did make the Cowboys practice squad and some of the more interesting names on the list next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, this is the one I really, really like, and I've already done it. All customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I just signed up for YouTube TV in the last uh, two weeks. Absolutely love it. If you can get $100 off your Sunday ticket, why not? Go do it. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. And you can be on everything from spreads, the player props, the futures bets, which I absolutely love, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner
2: of the NFL. If you wanna know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast Everydayers. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be answering your Twitter questions. So make sure that you send them in. We'll talk about the roster. We'll talk about looking forward to, to week one against the Giants. So Make sure you send them in to me at Marcus underscore Mosier. But, Landon, I want to talk about this practice squad for the Cowboys. Mm. They, I think it's basically full right now. A lot of the guys that we were hoping to see on the 53 – or, excuse me, on the practice squad did make it. Who are one or two names that kind of stick out to you on this practice squad? Well,
0: uh, I think the fact that they were able to get Malik Davis back was great. great. Uh, I wasn't totally shocked about it. But, I mean, I think the fact that you get uh, uh, another – running back that you can rely on that you're not having to call in from a cold necessarily. If something goes wrong. Um, I, I think it's, you know, we've, I preferred Dowdle. I think that was clear. And, and yeah. I think that he's earned that spot, but I, that doesn't mean that we don't like Malik Davis. I think he has uh, something to him uh, needs to clean up his some pass protection stuff, but I, 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 i running back. Yep. Absolutely. And, and he deserves to uh, potentially, you know, be a part of this team.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll go another one. My guy, Sean McEwen, who very yes. much seems like somebody who could be an early elevation for them, right? Play in sure. week one, play some fullback, play on special teams. Not that I had any doubt that he was going to get claimed or anything like that, but I'm glad to see the Cowboys brought him back because I think that's a valuable spot. You know, you can, if you can keep a fourth tight end on your roster or, excuse me, on the practice squad and bring him up and down, I think that's a nice little roster mechanism they can pull here.
0: Also, a guy that has had really good practice last few uh, few weeks and, and his name nickname i love to say uh tyron uncle baby Billy johnson uh, uh as a guy, yeah that's right uh' a guy that that has nFL experience right and and has played uh, on an nFL field before. Uh, so if you have some injuries in and the lower spots at wide receiver, and you need someone to come up and you know maybe take a couple of snaps as a wide receiver, but mostly play some special teams, uh, I think that he could be a guy that could be uh, really sure. interesting. I mean, all these names are names that we we mostly know, um, but we should talk about some of these names that we don't know, right? Like the ga- the guys that came in, like Sean Harlow. Um, he's a, a swing interior guy who came in from the Giants. He's actually mm-hmm. bounced around a little bit between. I think it's Atlanta, Arizona, New York. Um, He had some good. He had some uh, some good years. It sounds like. Just I I haven't. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched a ton of tape yet. I'm I'm going off PFF grades, which you know how those guys are. Uh, (laughs) But uh, you know, I I, Sean Harlow had some good years uh, with Arizona. It sounds like he is a bit undersized. I did like what I did see of him. He does look a little bit. You know, he's two eighty four and he looks it right. So I do wonder if. He might be an option really for center only if, if something were yeah, to yeah. happen. Um, and, and then, you know, if there's a guard, they'll let TJ Bass handle it. Uh, and then obviously, we, we can't go any further without speaking about venerable, well known defensive tackle, who I'm pretty sure is also a lord of, of some track of land in England as well Willington Pavilion. Uh, from the University I of love, Rutgers, I love that we have a Willington
1: on our team. Oh, Willington!
0: It's Sir Willington uh, is. We have a Sir Neville Gallimore and a Sir Willington Prevalent. Uh, so Two two fine British gentlemen, coached by yeah, being coached by uh, uh, yeah, Dirty. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, it's uh, it's quite a. Uh, they got cups of tea. They have tea time in, in the in the defensive the line room. Uh, you no, know, he's a guy that you know just based on what limited I've seen. It's kind of an explosive three technique, an up the field three technique type. He's still very raw; uh, doesn't even look like he knows
1: that he has hands. Um, but he's, but, you know, he's. He As I get up say, field. with with Neville, Gallim or Neville Gallimore, Neville being on the last year of his rookie deal, maybe this is somebody that you stash and you just see what he looks like next year at training camp if you decide not to bring back Gallimore.
0: Yeah, he's a big dude too. He's he's like a like a he's six five two ninety five. I mean, so he's not like you know. Weight-wise, huge, but he's tall, and he's got some yep. some height to him, some length. Uh, so maybe he's kind of closer to a Chauncey Golston type uh, as far as wh- what type of player he is. So, a yeah, couple, it should be
1: interesting to see what he does. I want to just mention a couple other players really quickly. Yeah. From the undrafted free agent class, Earl Bostic Jr., who we, we talked about this when the Cowboys signed him out of Kansas. He needs a lot of development. Like the tools and the traits are there, but he needs like a year or two in a practice squad. I'm excited the Cowboys are – you know, if you got him here, they're going to be able to develop him. Jalen Moreno-Cropper, uh, the receiver from Fresno State, flashed a little bit in training camp uh, but wasn't consistent enough. I do want to point out some names that aren't on this list that I find very no. fascinating. Uh, let's go through a couple of them. Dennis Houston, uh, Cowboys, I, I, from what I've heard, wanted him back, didn't get him back. He decides to go to the Giants, which I, I find fascinating because the Giants – have a lot of receivers that are of that kind of caliber. So I don't know how that yeah. fits in. Do yeah. uh, you want to comment on Dennis Houston before we move on?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that this is a situation where the Giants offered him a little bit of money to, well, I mean, they uh, they signed him basically and they probably offered him a little bit of money just to come in and give them some, yep. you know, operational information, but you know, we'll see how useful that is.
1: Honestly. Semi Fuhoku did not get a practice squad. Uh, basically invite from the Cowboys I saw I believe it was yesterday that he's visiting the Steelers today his brother actually is on the practice squad for the Steelers but just another one like this is a somebody who was on the 53-man roster last year who didn't get a practice squad invite a year later you know it feels like with both him
0: and Joseph they went through the process of we've given you enough chances like, Hey, you we're know? in year like, three now and it hasn't happened. We should have seen it more consistently at this point. So I, I, you know, and I get it. Like, I, I mean, I, I was probably willing to give Joseph another year semi Fahoku. I think it's just, it was too crowded at the end, but yep. uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just one of those situations where he just didn't develop quick enough that you, that you wanted and and you've run out of kind of contract time. Uh, so it's, it's, it's just
1: time to move forward. And then another one that I find really fascinating is somebody who started games last year for you, Matt Farniak. You go from an NFL starter to not even getting a practice squad invite. And I don't believe he has signed with a team yet. So we, we've got to be missing something here because yeah. that just seems like that, that seems too strange for me. And I got to say, man, like, I cannot
0: believe that they would keep Kaufman over Farniak. Like, like, there's nothing Farniak, in the
1: game tape that suggests that they're
0: close. Farniak, it, like, it has moments where he looks like Hoffman, and Hoffman looks like Hoffman all the time. You know, like I, I mean, you know, look, I, I, I respect the guy. Like, he's a grinder. He's tough. He's scrappy. I love all those things. But, but come on, man.
1: Like, I don't know. Like,
0: it just felt that, like that's
1: why there's got to be something else going on we're missing here. Because if you're just evaluating based on the tape and the practices they're not close um and but maybe it's the same thing that we just got done talking about with Fahoku and Calvin Joseph. It's like hey we've given you 3 years and this you kind of are what you are we're 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 going to churn our practice squad now to get some different faces in here to see what you have.
0: Yeah, maybe it's a traits thing, right? Like he's like I said, he's he's tough, he's he's probably smart, he's playing center a lot, he's scrappy. You know, maybe you feel like you can get his strength and his balance into a place where he can unlock it, his athleticism a little bit better. But dude, I, I, I mean, I, I just I'm I mean, gonna yeah. hold my breath if he ever has to get in as a center in any of these games. Like it's, yeah. it's uh, you definitely are hoping that Sean Harlow is <laughs> the backup center on this team. Yeah, uh, and last
1: one for me, Princeton Fant made the practice squad. Yeah, this yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. I. I he was not very good in the preseason. I don't think yeah, he was very good in training camp. Uh, but he needs some time. He's really transitioning to a new position. I, I just want to see what he looks like in year two. And if by year two it doesn't happen, it's fine. You move on. It's no big deal.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair. You know, he's got, he's got some good athleticism to, it, to him. Uh, he's a different type of player a little bit. You know, a different kind of size, body type. Maybe you can get some time with him to develop him into more of a fullback role, right? More of an H back role. Maybe he becomes kind of maybe the that you codify a little bit the uh, the Lipke role, right?
1: And then sure. this guy becomes like a backup to the Lipke role on right? the practice squad, so, right? Okay. Yeah. That way so, you don't have to completely take out the seventeen plays that you have designed for Lipke, you know,
0: every game. Only seventeen.
1: Okay, yeah. No. Okay, 17 <laughs> snaps. I should remember, the 17 snaps that you have planned out for Lipke, like, you don't have to yeah. completely scrap those, right?
0: I sh- they should be doing 30 to 35 plays, run through Lipke. Lipke should be the main part of this
1: offense. In, In case that, you guys didn't should... know, uh, Lana McCool was signed by Hunter Lipke to be his agent moving that's forward. Right. So now that he's that's on. Right. Uh, right. uh, let's talk about what's next for the Dallas Cowboys and what spots they still
3: need to fill on this roster. Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon, the Cowboys
1: have just over a week until week one of the season is here. For the most part, the roster is set, but is there one or maybe even two spots that you can see the Cowboys going out and either signing a veteran, making a waiver claim, pulling somebody off a of practice squad? Like, What do you see going on here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that there still could be a move or two, like if someone comes loose that they like. Um, I, I would say that as it stands right now, I would bet that they think they're done, right? Like, I would bet yeah. that this is what they have anticipated to be doing. Uh, I, I think anything that comes fr- from here until the Giants game, right, is uh, a surprise release that they got caught off guard by that someone they liked, or uh, or someone that they potentially were waiting uh, to kind Imagine. of fall out, uh, fall out of, of team because of roster mechanisms or sign a veteran. Right? Yeah, that's the other thing, right? Because we do, we are not technically still in Week One. Yeah. Um, so the the if you guys remember, everydayers have heard this all the time from us. Uh, your your veteran contracts are guaranteed if you sign them before week one. If you sign them after week one, they aren't guaranteed. So uh, that's why you see a lot of these teams wait to get into the practice week of week one in order to sign some of these street free agents because – you know, it's just it, 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 you lose obviously the ability for some of them to play in the first week, depending on who they are. Yeah. But you also gain the ability of not having to pay them, guarantee them money just in case they get injured, and that's usually the issue with the guys that are on the street at this point, right? They're older. You're yep. just not sure if you get, if you pay them guaranteed money that they're going to play the length of the contract, that sort of thing. So uh, that those are the kind of moves that I would look out for once we get to Monday of next week. Do the Cowboys bring in any veterans? maybe
1: a swing yep. tackle, maybe a, an offensive lineman. Well, and, and that was going to be my other comment before we go, is the Cowboys did put Matt Wiletsko on the injured reserve list, meaning yep. he's out for the first four games of the season. Probably a good thing for him. Let him get yes. healthy yes. Um, and then figure out the roster You know, in October. Uh, nation Wright went on the injured reserve list. Again, I, I kind of like this, that now you can stash nation Wright if you need him after week four, after week five, whenever you need to bring him back. They did put Chuma Adoga back on the 53-man roster. And it seems like people are calling him the swing tackle, which scares me a little bit. So maybe you go out and you see if there's a swing tackle that's available that wants to come in now that training camp is over, like a Jason Peters or a Justin Pugh or whatever. But I got to believe the offensive line is the one spot that the Cowboys are going to continue to dig here.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, I would only imagine it if – someone comes and surprises them because look, I, I, I think this is a solid plan. Honestly, like, you know, if Chuma is, is like healthy enough to play, which I'm assuming he is, if he's not, you know, being waved injured or yeah, he's you know, healthy. And,
1: I mean, he's on the roster. I think he practiced today.
0: Yeah. So if he's healthy enough to, to practice and play, then I, I think that, look, you've got awesome. Richard as your left side backup. You've got, you've got Chuma as your right side backup. Uh, you got a swing interior guy. Uh, and, and it, it, that's good enough for now, right? For now. Like, and, and, and yeah, if there's another injury on the right side in the next four weeks before go can come back, then maybe you get you you get concerned. But I think that this is good enough for now for them to roll the dice for the first uh, and, four and, games
1: of the year. Yeah, oh, they, and yeah. remember, they also have an early bye week this year. It's either yeah, Week Five right. or Week Six. So mm-hmm. if you can get to that bye, maybe that's when you reshuffle things and try to figure it out. But I think I kind of like the plan of who they have on yep. the roster right now. And then we'll figure things out once we get some of these guys back from injured reserve.
0: Yeah. Like we said, we know what the what the what the uh backup situation is, right? Like we know we at least know, like that's always been the thing coming in. It's like we I think we have a clear plan of what of what the backup situation is if any of these five guys get injured. Uh, you know, we're not concerned about the starting five. That's nope. that's where Got we it. feel solid. So uh yeah, I think I think they're in a good spot, honestly.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, But again, don't be—they're gonna roster. You know, management is a 365-day year job. They'll never rest on their laurels. No, they're gonna keep looking. So if somebody better pops up that they can put on the 53-man roster, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day, again every day. Or tomorrow, we'll answer your Twitter questions. So make sure that you send them in. Check us out on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.